this morning's mystery that we're going to be talking about, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Have you ever heard of the lost colony of Roanoke? It has puzzled historians for hundreds of years. Like even today, this mystery endures along with the people who are still trying to solve it. So why does it still hold so much interest? Well, let's ask Andrew Lawler. Andrew is the author of The Secret Token, Myth, Obsession, and the Search for the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. I always love to talk about the lost colony, so it's a pleasure. (laughs) Why? Why do you love talking about this so much? Because I don't know any other historical mystery that is so fascinating and that is obsessed so many people for so many centuries. Uh, you know, this was the first attempt by the English to settle the New World, and it really went wrong. Uh, in the end, as you mentioned, uh, more than 100 men, women, and children simply vanished. We don't know what happened to them, and that has been the big question uh, ever since the time of Queen Elizabeth. What happened to these people? So what have you found? Like, what clues can we possibly find hundreds of years later? Well, I'm not going to give it all away just in one <laughs> sentence. Are you kidding? No one would want to read the book. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, what's happened in the past decade is that archaeologists have gotten involved. So since the, the colonists disappeared in 1587, so let's just set the stage a bit. Queen Elizabeth was, was in charge of Britain, uh, in charge of England, and they wanted to settle uh, somewhere in the New World because Spain and France were getting all the gold and silver and England wanted a piece of that pie. So Sir Walter Raleigh, who was one of her courtiers, uh, got some money together, sent some ships over uh, to do a reconnaissance mission. They came back and said, hey, this coast of North Carolina looks good. It's a great place as a pirating base where we can maybe sneak out and steal a Spanish galleon or two, and uh, and there might be some gold and silver we can find uh, inland. Uh, So they sent uh, a large contingent of of, uh, 100 or so men uh, a couple of years later, in order to settle and to establish a, a site there. And then things went bad. They ran out of food, and they had to go back to England. Uh, and you would have thought that was that would be the end of things, because mm-hmm. it didn't end well. Uh, although nobody died. Uh, everybody got back to England, but there wasn't much money to be had. But uh, Sir Walter Raleigh and uh, one of his uh, good buddies, John White, uh, decided that they wanted to try again. So they pulled together more than 100 men, women, and children, and these were people mainly from London. They were basically people fed up with the high cost of living in London, wanted to try you know, new life, get some land. They arrived in 1587. Uh, they planted themselves at the, the old fort that had been built by the previous group, and John White then said, you know, we really need more supplies. Uh, we don't have time to plant corn. We've got to get more food. I'm going to go back to England, get more food, get more colonists, more supplies. I'll be back by Easter, um, which was about six months away. So he sailed away, but John White had bad luck. When he got back to England, it turned out that the Spanish were sending an armada against England. And Queen Elizabeth said, no ship is leaving England until we have dealt with this problem. And when John White finally was able to get back to the New World where his daughter and his granddaughter, Virginia Dare, were living, there was no one there. The fort was empty. It was abandoned. And so all we've had for the past few hundred years is these few historical accounts of what happened and what John White found when he went back, which was an empty fort. 
But archaeologists have since begun to get on this case. Okay, what are we learning, though? Like, archaeologists have been doing this for a long time, right? It just still seems to be such a mystery. Well, one of the big mysteries is where was the lost colony in the first place? Where was their fort? And yeah, you're right. Archaeologists have been digging on Roanoke Island, where we know they originally settled, for more than 100 years. They have found very little. The only thing they found was the remains of a scientific laboratory that was set up during that first effort that I mentioned where the 100 men were living there. Uh, But there has been no archaeological evidence of the lost colonists of this, this, the second big colony that settled. So we don't even really know where they began, much less where they ended up. But there are clues. And those are, there are two clues. One, John White said, the colonists uh, told me, when I went back to England, they said, you know, we might move 50 miles inland. But when he got back to uh, Roanoke Island three years later in 1590, uh, he also found a, a post, and on it was carved the word Croatan. Now, Croatan is an island 50 miles south of Roanoke. So we have two clues that they could have gone 50 miles inland uh, into the interior, or they might have gone 50 miles south. And that's when I got involved because there were two archaeology teams that decided they were going to actually dig in those places for the first time and see if they could find archaeological evidence that the colonists moved to these places. Now, Andrew, does this really speak to us in terms of, we just love a good mystery, because it seems like we just want to answer everything out there these days, right? Do you remember the <laughs> first time you heard this story, and were you captured right away? Are you kidding? Gosh, I was probably three or four years old. I grew up uh, in Virginia, not far from the coast of North Carolina, and there's a an outdoor drama that has been playing for, oh gosh, more than 75 years at the very site Uh, on Roanoke Island, where we believe the fort was. And uh, I I went to this every year. That's what what we did. We'd go to the beach, and then at night you'd go and you'd watch this three-hour drama about the lost colony. At the end, uh, well, they march off into the woods, and then you leave the theater, and you march through the woods on your way to the parking lot. So, yeah, it had a big impact on me because uh, it was something that still, despite all of the science, despite all of the, the historical efforts, there was still no firm clues as to what happened. And that's what began to change in the past 10 years. That's what got me interested, because to find physical evidence that shows where they went uh, could finally help us to solve the mystery. And do you think that we will eventually solve this mystery? Well, there were some fascinating finds, which I go into in my book, The Secret Token. Uh, This site, 50 miles inland, site X, they found pottery, which clearly was made in England and possibly at the time that the lost colonists were alive. So it could be that, uh, and it was also found in the context of an Indian village. So clearly, if you're an English colonist and, and your guy who's gone to get supplies is late, you need food. So what are you going to do? Well, you know, if I was out of food, I'm going to go over to my neighbors and say, hey, can I mow your lawn You know, if you make me lunch? Right, ask And for help. inevitably, this is what happened, right? Um, they went to the people who knew how to survive, and those were the indigenous people who had been there for for thousands of years. So almost inevitably, uh, the colonists would have become indigenous people. They would have joined with these Indian tribes, and they would have learned how to live and survive. So the question is, where did that happen, and how did that happen? 
And I think that's where archaeology can really help us and can really shed light on the way these two cultures that were so different came together in a way that uh, was not violent at first. I mean, the colonists probably were uh, probably joined pretty peacefully with mm-hmm. uh, with these indigenous people. Um, there was serious problems with the first expedition, a lot of violence between the indigenous folks and uh, and the English at first. But the point here is that uh, we we tend to think of the English arriving and uh, you know, pushing the Indians out of the way. But ironically, it was inevitably the indigenous people, the first peoples uh, of America, who uh, helped these colonists learn how to survive and right. prosper and, and taught them their languages. Andrew, this is why people need to check out your book. Uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning. I've really enjoyed chatting. That's Andrew Lawler, author of The Secret Token, Myth, Obsession, and the Search for the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Still fascinating after 400 years or so, right? Still fascinating after all this time.